Good morning from Westpac and welcome to another Finance AM podcast. I'm Murray Spicer, Westpac market strategist. In the financial markets overnight, US equities extended the seesaw pattern the past two weeks. So it was due for an up move and that's what we got. Uh, no obvious drivers behind that, but the S&P 500 has closed up 0.6% on the day and just eked a record closing high. Bond yields, they rose slightly, while risk-sensitive currencies outperformed defensive currencies slightly. Uh, the main event of the evening was the Bank of England, which maintained policy settings and uh, did signal eventual tightening. In the currency markets, the US dollar index is unchanged on the day. Uh, not too much movement going on in uh, the middle ground currencies like the euro range sideways. But the uh, sterling uh, had a bit of performance. Uh, it rose from 138.95 to 139.49. And that was helped by the Bank of England uh, policy guidance, which did signal eventual tightening. The Aussie dollar rose from 73.90 to 74.16. And the Kiwi rose from 70.40 to 70.74. The Aussie Kiwi cross didn't do much, range sideways between 104.70 and 104.95. In interest rates, US Treasury yields, uh, we saw the two-year yield rising three basis points to 0.21% and the 10-year yield up four basis points to 1.22%. In the commodity markets, Brent crude oil rose 1.3%, up to $71. Copper's up 0.4%, gold's down 0.4%. And iron ore, uh, marching to its own beat, fell a whopping 7.6% to $169. That's a four-month low. Uh, same reasons pretty much as the recent declines, uh, that is expectations of further output restrictions in China uh, to curb emissions, among other things. The uh, events that we got out overnight uh, weren't really market moving. We did get uh, initial jobless claims data out from the US. We get those every week and they did fall uh, a bit more than expected with continuing claims also falling. So labour market moving in the right direction there still. And the Bank of England, it uh, kept its policy settings on hold as was widely expected with an 8-0 to zero vote to keep the policy rate unchanged. Uh, there was one dissenter for the um, bond purchase program, though, uh, in a 7-1 vote. Saunders uh, favoured tapering from now on. The statement repeated the view of inflation being probably transitory. Uh, it did say, and this is also a repeat, that it would um, hike the rate before reducing the stock of assets that it bought under the QE program. And it did also signal eventual tightening, saying that should the economy evolve in line with projections, modest tightening of policy would be necessary over the forecast period. Right, on to today. Uh, what's out that's worth watching from a market's perspective? Uh, in Australia, we'll have RBA Governor Lowe speaking to the House on economics, and uh, that's at 9.30am local time. And then following that, we'll have the RBA's Statement of Monetary Policy, um, which is attached to the policy decision that it announced on uh, Tuesday of this week. Uh, we'll be looking to detail on its uh, details of its updated forecasts in light of those recent lockdowns in Australia. And then on to the US. Uh, the global highlight for markets will be the monthly non-farm payrolls. This will be for the month of July. The market expectation is for a fairly punchy 865,000 jobs gain. 
the unemployment rate's only going to edge down a bit though, if you do get that, because uh, more workers are coming back into the workforce uh, who had previously left. As is almost always the case, uh, the monthly payrolls report is prone to surprising in either direction, so uh, we very much look forward to seeing what we get relative to market expectations. Well that's it from me today, thank you for listening, I'll be back again same time on Monday morning.